Well, this morning, um, I want to talk to you about, I, I titled my message, um, Lovin' Ain't Easy. And it sounds like a country song, and um, it actually could be. I've taken up singing now. Yes. Everybody can attest to that from Friday night. Awesome. So I could sing this message, um, but I won't, because I love you. And um, But I wanted to talk to you this morning about love, and, and I'm going to talk a lot about the first and second commandments, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my journey in love, and I think that we can all relate to it, hopefully. Um, and so I was, I was praying, and I, the Lord just really brought up Heidi Baker and how her ministry um, is, is really not a ministry of power. And, and the documentary that she just recently made is called Compelled by Love. You know, it's not called um, Raising the Dead or Opening the Blind Eyes. Uh, it's called Compelled by Love. And I, I, I've had the privilege of being in a very small group of women that have been ministered by Heidi. And she has told some very personal stories about her journey. And the difficulty of her journey is, would make you weep. Um, the difficulty of her journey and her testimony um, is an impossible journey. Uh, but, but she has learned about the father's love and and then and she knows the father's love in a way that is it, it has compelled her to love because of the hardship of her own testimony and and as christians a lot of time we think that the easy way is the best way and we we try to find that in life we try to find the place where we won't experience any pain right where's the pain-free journey that I can go on but actually if you look at the Bible and you look at it and you read it in earnest you can see the, how much God uses um, circumstances in our life to to pull out the greatest amount of love out of us and, and even in my own journey, when I, when I first encountered the Lord, um, I was so unlovely. I was a career woman who m made it really past the, the uh, glass ceiling that was on women. And I didn't do that because I was um, lovely. I did it because I was very hardworking. I was very controlling. I'd learned how to play the game. So when the Holy Spirit and, and the voice of God broke in in my life, it, it was completely foreign to me. I had no concept of the voice of God, the knowledge of God, the love of God. I had none of that in my life, even though I went to church. So as I began, he began to encounter me and I began to encounter him, I had to make some really hard choices in my life where I began to leave behind uh, a lot of things that separated me from him and began to make choices to draw near to God. Because the Bible says, if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. The Bible says when Jesus prayed in John 17, 
God, I, Father, I pray that they would be with me where I am. And so he's saying to us, come to me. And so there's, a, there's actually an action that we have to, we have, there's action. Love is action. If I, it loves like a hand, you know, and, 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 and love, the emotions of love is like your fist and the palm of your hand, but the action of love is like your fingers. Have you ever tried to, to do anything in life without your fingers? It's, you can't. You can't eat. You can't, it's hard to drive. You can't drive. You can't, you can't help other people. You can't write. You can't work on a computer. You can't do life. So, so love without action, it, it, it's, it's devoid. So when God says to us, love me, he's saying to us, this requires something on our part. It's going to come at a cost. And I, you know, for me, I like the I like the fast food, whatever. You know, I want it to be easy, and I want it to be quick. You know, and so I, I look for the easy pathway. But the reality of what the Bible says is that it's not easy. But the good news is that what's impossible with man is possible with God. And he actually gives us the grace and the ability to love him in the way that he's commanded us to love him. John 3.16, we all know it really well. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the question is, has God changed his mind about that? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when Jesus came... He came to live inside of us, right? So God gave us his only begotten son. He so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son so that his only begotten son could live in us. So we could so love the world. God has not changed his mind about the world. And he has put us here as agents of love. That we would be so compelled by the love of God to love others and to give our lives away so that they could know the love of God. Turn in your Bibles to, where am I going? Oh, 1 John 4, 7 through 9. at the back right before Revelation 1 John 4 verse 7 Beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God he who does not love does not know God for God is love in this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. All right, let's start with verse 
7 because he said this beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God those two things in the Bible knowing God and loving God are so connected and verse after verse after verse he says this that 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 loving God and the knowledge of God go hand in glove you cannot separate them and when I, I remember when I first got saved and I began to seek God out and I began to go to church after church after church and I would listen to these people and they would talk about God. They would talk about the word. They would talk about the word. But, but it wasn't until I went to the house of prayer in Kansas City and I began to hear them talk about God. And they, they talked about God because in a way that, I, that I'd never heard before. There was an overflow of the knowledge of God that was that was like a like a spring that was coming out of their mouth. And it was causing me to go, wait a minute, these people know God. They just don't know the Bible. They know the man. They have had an encounter with the living God. Their, their hearts have been so gripped with his love that it's transformed them. And so their, their, their words were just like dripping with love. And it, it cut me. And I, I was like, I have to have the God that they know. And it compelled me to, to, to change my life so that I could know this kind of God and I could have this kind of life in God. And so that my idea of a fast food gospel or a fast food thing changed because I began to get, the, the Holy Spirit began to woo me into this, this relationship that was so... Um, it was it was living and it was romantic and it was it had a it had a language to it that I'd never heard. It had a it had a, a um, um, it, it it was filled with um, and, and infused with 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 uh, poetry. But it wasn't from it wasn't just from from the word, but it was from the mouth of God to my heart. And, and so when, when God said, you know, here's what I want you to do, beloved. I have these two commandments that I've given you now. And it is the first commandment. And it's to love me. It's a commandment. I, I, think about that. Because we think in our minds, when we think of love, we've seen so many movies about love that we think it's just a feeling. Like if we feel like it, or or like if we're if we're having an emotion about it, but he said, no, I'm telling you, it is a commandment. I am commanding you to love me. Amen. But you're like, but but you're invisible. The word says here in First John, no man, nobody has seen God. Nobody has seen God, but yet we're supposed to love him in this way. Well, how is that even possible for me to love an invisible God? And he tells us, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the grace to love me. 
I'm going to give you the ability to love me, but first, you're going to have to come away and love me. So on my journey, as I began to come away with God, I began to understand who this man is. The knowledge of God. We say it so often now, it, it's almost like watered down. The knowledge of God, the knowledge of God. But to know God, and we're made in his image, and to love God, that's what he said. I want you to know me, and I want you to love me. Think about how we feel, what, how we're made. We're made in his image, and so the we feel the very same way. What do you want from your, from your wife? Well, you want to be known by your wife. You want to be known by Sasha. And you want to, that now that she knows you, you want her to love you as you're known. And, 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 and it's the same for every one of us. And he says here, he says very clearly in 1 John 4, 7 through 9, he says, listen, if you don't love each other, then the love of God is not in you. Because what? Christians, they will know you're a Christian by your... Love. Right. Does it say by your doctrine? No. no. But it's so hard to love God, and it's so hard to love each other, isn't it? I mean, just if we're just flat out honest, because we've got a laundry list of things to do and activities to do, and as long as we stay busy, then we can't really realize how we feel about ourselves and, and how difficult our lives are. Because he said, if you do this kind of love in the first commandment, if you'll come away with me, what will happen to you is that you're going to hear my voice. And my voice is going to say, Catherine, I love you. I just wanted to talk to you about my thoughts about you on the day that I created you. And how excited I was when I made you like a hammer in worship. And I knew that the day would come when the whole earth would be transformed because of the sound that's coming out of your heart. That you and I together, we're going to have a glorious life filled with adventure and love. And the minute that Catherine heard that, all of the sudden, she said, Oh, you're right. Your opinion and your thoughts of me are good. And I believe that. And so that's when the second commandment comes in. Because we're to love others as we love ourselves. But Kat can't love anybody unless she hears the words of love from her father. That begins to cause her own heart to come alive in love. Because the world does not need the love of Tracy. Because the love of Tracy, as much as I think I'm pretty cool, it doesn't transform anybody. But the love of God does. So when Catherine heard the voice of her father, it caused her to love herself. And now that she loves herself, and she says, you're right, I am what you say I am. 
and I believe your opinion over me more than the opinion and the thoughts of man. And she's able to be compelled by that kind of love so that she can give herself away and cause the world to come to the saving knowledge of his son, Jesus. And she's, and that from that point forward, you don't seek after even the gifts, but the gift giver. You don't even seek after the dreams, but the dream giver. Because that's what the world is looking for, that kind of love. Everyone who is born of God knows God, because God is love, and he who abides in God abides in love. God is love. So guess where God lives? On the inside of us. So truly, if God is love, then what do we have on the inside of us? Love. But that love is surrounded by what? Flesh. Me. Which has a really good personality on, on when I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, the beauty of who you are and how special you are and how uniquely you've been created, your personality, the person that you are, there's not another person like you on the earth, but we'll see other people and we'll try to be like other people. We're like, because we don't know who we are because we haven't gone away with the Lord to get that whole first commandment thing going. And so we just, we don't know how to be ourselves. So we're giving ourselves away, but we don't even know who we are. So the love of God, how's it going to come through us when we're posing and pretending to be other people? And not being satisfied with who we've been created to be. So here's what the Lord does, is he actually creates circumstances in our lives Come on. Come on. to begin to circumcise the flesh. I did. <laughs> and see, the two, the circumstance and circumcision have the same root word. And the, wor the root word is circum, and it means to surround us. So God will purposely surround us with difficulties and difficult people. Because if you have a difficulty, I will guarantee you there's a person attached to that circumstance. Right? So he's saying to us, I want you to love one another because... They will know that you're mine and that Jesus is Lord of your life when you love each other. But see, the church, because it's forsaken really the first commandment on, on a whole, degree, you know, I mean, for the majority of, of the church, for, you know, prayer, what, 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 intimacy, relationship, what's that? You know, they say relationship, but it's like, really? Abiding, abiding, what is abiding? What does that look like? I, I actually looked up the Hebrew of love, and of course it's agape, to love God with all your heart, mind, strength, soul, 
Have you ever commanded your mind to love God? Have you ever commanded your heart? I mean, it's like, and it didn't say part of your heart, part of, hey, look, on the run, woohoo. But he said, with all of it, with all of it. What does that mean? It means with all of it. Well, how do you do that? And so I'm looking at love. And, 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 and the commandment for loving God is the same commandment for loving each other. And it's the same word, which is agape. Which means to entertain, to be fond of, to be passionate about. So, so these are the these are the way this is the way I'm to love God. But in that same way, I have to love all those people that I don't like. It it's the exact same way, right? So so God, what He does is He gives us opportunities to not love someone in order to cr increase our ability to love others. So every time that you are getting persecuted or you are being spitefully used, you need to praise the Lord because he's peeling back the onion of your heart because what's happening is every time he associates the perfection of love in the Bible, it is connected with loving others. He said, you want to be perfected in love, my love perfected in you. Let me tell you how that's going to happen. I am going to surround you with a lot of people who are going to irritate you and who, and, and to, so that you'll have an opportunity to hate. Because love is not a feeling, it is a choice. And when you, in the face of everything that you don't want to do with your emotions, you choose love, what happens is there's a violence that happens in the spirit realm and your heart goes, whoop, and you get bigger. And then you do it again. The next time you're presented with an opportunity to really despise someone. Right? Come on, I'm preaching. This is good. Y'all are so quiet this morning. Woo! Loving ain't easy. It is not easy. But, but as I do this more, as I choose love more, what I've learned is that it becomes easier and easier and easier. And I begin to see people the way that God sees people more and more and more. And, and, and what he does is he'll start on the outer circle of, of your friend base. And he'll he'll get those people there start rubbing all the all the pricklies off of you because we're all we all start as porcupines and he wants to file all of those sharp edges off and he does it with other people because he said it's my commandment I command you to love them you have to love them and it's not just hey how's it going high five ooh I want you to entertain them I want you to invite those people you don't like over to your house. And then I want you to love them passionately. And the people that you don't like, I want you to be fond of them. It's not just love them, like them. You gotta like them. Yeah, y'all. You will look up as you start choosing love and you'll find that it becomes easier and easier 
and easier because you begin to look more like your father and you begin to look like you're being perfected in love. You are perfected in love. So when Heidi Baker says, I've been compelled by love, and you have a parent that's really difficult to be around. Now I'm preaching this morning when you have a parent that's really difficult or a loved one because that circle gets closer and closer and closer. And your very intimate, closest friends, your mom and dad, the people that are the nearest to you that can hurt you the most, when they begin to persecute you, when they betray you, when they do things to you that aren't fair, and you choose love, that's when your heart grows. That's how we do it. And that's how those people know that you are authentically God's. You will be known by your love. And the way that we grow in God is to know his love. And the way that we know his love is to be with him. So in closing, my son Samuel asked me the other day, he goes, Mom, why do you, don't you get tired of praying all the time? And I said, well, that's a really good question, Samuel. Do you get tired of being around me? Do you get tired of being with me, of talking with me? And he goes, no. And I said, well, that's the way it is with my father. It's just a conversation. And I never quit talking to him. I have my special times with him when I go hang out, and it's just the two of us, where he begins to help me sit down on the inside so I'm not so busy doing things for God and I'm really just receiving who God is and he's just sharing with me the secrets of the universe kind of a big deal <laughs> and that's what it's like it's easy love is easy that invisible God is the most real person that I know today. But we can know him all in that same way. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to run this race and get to the end of it and God say, you know, you did all this stuff, Tracy. But you didn't know me. You didn't really know how much I loved you. So Kat, come on up. What I want to do is I want to pray because I want to be compelled by love. I want to live a life that is compelled by love. I want my dad to know love. I want my mom to know my love. I want those people in my life who are so difficult to love to know the love of God through me. And I know that you feel the same way. 
want to see them like God sees them. That they are beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. So it's time for us to grow up and, and stop keeping score and begin to really give ourselves away so that they, they know that we know God. And a lot of times, they're just pushing your button to see if you're real. Are you really a Christian? Are you going to react to me the way that I'm treating you? Or are you going to react to me the way Jesus would? Which is, I love you. I care about you. I call you on the phone, even though you yell at me every time I do. I love you. So I want to pray for those who really have difficult people in their lives, which it should be all of us because we're all a work in progress, right? <laughs> I remember this one girl, um, precious woman of God, who really, really fought within herself. She had so much heartache and pain. And she would send me um, four or five emails a day, like 500 words in each email. And I just told her, I don't even talk to my kids this much. So I probably am not going to read all of those emails. And I was just trying to be, you know, but, but they just kept coming and coming and coming over a period of five years. And, and throughout that time, she would get really mad at me and she would text me and she would just drop the F-bomb. Just drop it over and over and over. You are bup, 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 and just go after it, you know? would be like okay I really want to change my telephone number or do something different here but the Lord kept saying to me just love her just love her and so I I take a deep breath and I text her back and say I love you I'm really sorry that you're hurting I love you so over a period of five years of doing this, she began to grow out of all of that kicking and screaming in her heart because the love of God does not fail. It never fails. You can take that to the bank. Amen? And I mean, we all want to be Heidi Baker, right? Right? Come on. Don't we? have someone difficult in your life. Um, Mason, can you get the lights? If you have someone that really just is so difficult, and I just want to, this morning, I just want the Lord to show you who this person is to Him. And just ask God, how can I, how can I love them? Tell me what their love language is. Tell me what they need. today? Who can I call up and encourage today? 